shining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. Waterbury Palace, your palace, your place. Waterbury Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Whoa, boy, just caught by the seat of our pants. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Your Palace, Your Place. I'm Sherry Marcucci, and I'm happy to be your host every first and third Friday of the month to kind of give you a little overview of things that are happening not only at the Palace Theater right here in Waterbury, Connecticut, but also in other arts venues around the region, in the state, even on Broadway and all over. So we do we do it all. We want to be your place to find out information about entertainment, the arts, lifestyle, and just general what's going on. So um, it's, a, it's a dreary kind of Friday, but I hope that we can lift your spirits. And I know I have some guests scheduled uh, this morning for you that will do just that. But before we uh, touch on that and I introduce some of our, uh, my first guests, I did want to tell you about a fun activity happening next Saturday at the Palace, and that is our performance presentation of Annie. And who doesn't, I mean, who doesn't love Annie? I mean, the sun will come out tomorrow. Hello. That is such a happy song. I mean, I love it. And kids, um, you know, dogs and kids. My husband thinks I'm a goofball because on Facebook, I'll start giggling on the couch. And my guest here, I know, can appreciate this. Um, and because he goes, what are you looking at? Pictures of dogs or babies? <laughs> and it's always, always one of the two. So um, Annie is a, just a great show. Show, a heartwarming show, a great show to bring your own kids to, a great first introduction to the theater uh, for you know a younger uh, child because they'll be mesmerized to see people their own age up there performing, singing, and dancing. So we have two performances, at two, one at 2.30, a matinee, and one at 7.30 in the evening next Saturday, the 29th, so it's nice and early uh, for children to attend. But here's the thing I wanted to um, I wanted you to be excited about. If you're already coming, thank you. You'll be part of this. And if you're not coming and want to, and so here's a double benefit, sort of. It's a, actually, it's a double benefit for a recipient. And the recipient is we're involved. We've been doing this for several years. And my guest, Marissa Fuller. Perry. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> she participated in this um, one year, I, re- I recall. It's our Celebrity Beggars event that is put on by the Waterbury Campership Fund. And really what that is, is people of note in the community come to the performance uh we have uh, Ann Caroli, who is uh, uh, the Republican American, which is their uh, they, their charity of sorts. She is the um, executive editor, and she comes and do a little curtain speech. But basically, we're exhorting people to support the Campership Fund. What is it? The Campership Fund helps send 
kids who don't have the resources, whose families don't have the resources to send them to summer camp. And for some of these children, this is a, a lifetime, once in a lifetime opportunity, and they get exposed to many things that they wouldn't normally be exposed to, you know, just being outdoors and animals and whatever the camp offers. So anyway, if you're coming, as I said, next um, Saturday to the matinee performance of Annie at the Palace Theater, you will be hit upon by some celebrities, one being uh, our own, uh, WATR's own Tom Shute this year. Um, And I'm like, Tom, it's about time you got asked. (laughs) Who's more visible uh, in our community than Tom Shute? So Tom is going to be there, as well as Kelly Grant from the Connecticut State Police. I believe she is the spokesperson there. And she uh, participated last year. And she's excited to be coming back. And also, Miss Connecticut teen Victoria Audibert is one of the celebrity beggars. There are more, too. I'm just naming a few to kind of whet your appetite. So hope that you will come and participate. And whether you give a dollar or 50 or 100 or more, um, the the campership is a wonderful cause to support because there are no employees. This is a, a nonprofit that's run exclusively by volunteers. And every dollar raise goes toward sending a child to camp for a week this summer. So um, do note that and hope that you'll come. Hope you'll come to Annie anyway. Um, And as I said, there's a performance in the evening as well. You know, again, if you're um, listening and you have a child who, you know, has any interest in performance or dance or acting and you want to expose them, this is a great show to do that at. So affordable, some affordable tickets. Um, if you look online or uh, you know searching for uh, bargains, you'll find them. So um, do that. And if you just want to call us directly, 203-346-2000 is the number at the Palace Theater box office, which will open this morning at 10 a.m. So now let me talk and introduce my first guest, who is just cute as a button. I have to say, I've always been a fan just from afar. You probably never knew this, but I'm like, oh, she is just so adorable. (laughs) I always think of her as, hmm, could fix her up with one of my sons. Oh, my gosh. I seriously had this morning. I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to go on the show. Sherry's going to tell me I'm cute and say, I want to fix you up with one of my sons. (laughs) I swear to God, I'm putting on my dress. I'm like, I better wear something that's, you know, up up high on my neck so that Sherry wants to hook me up with one of her sons. But you are. And I'm talking, of course, to Marissa. Follow Perry. Follow Perry. Did yeah. I say Perry follow No, last you time? said it right. I said yeah. it right. Okay. Yeah, you did. And Marissa, you know, I, I said, I'm putting the show together, and I and I invited Marissa a while back because I bumped into you at um, Landmark Community Theater, yeah. where um, you are directing yep. the production of Hairspray. Yep. Yes. Now, for those of you who may have been living under a rock... <laughs> For the last decade, I don't know, but um, Marissa starred, yes, starred as Tracy Turnblad on Broadway in Hairspray. And I mean, just, (laughs) Marissa, that was like, like everybody in Waterbury was so proud of that. I know. It's amazing because I still feel that support 
people remember it and those people who saw it there I just I have such an amazing uh, support group in this community in Waterbury it's it's been amazing it's made it easy for me to come back home yes because of that so let's talk about that journey well and one of the things that um, you're you're um, directing the show for landmark community theater yep. but you got your start really as an as an actress mm-hmm. an actor yeah um, at Seven Angels doing yeah. community theater. Yep. yep. A- initially. Yeah. So, um, and now, and look where that, where your journey took you. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Like, yeah. how did that all come to fruition? Well, my mother always performed. Yes. So, you know. And if sh- you don't know who we're talking about, it is. <laughs> Joyce Jeffrey. Thank you. Um, she, she always performed. And then my father, she kind of got my dad into it. So, I grew up surrounded by Trish Torello, my mom, um, Tom Shute, Samina, um, all of these people who really, you know, I, I didn't go to college for theater. I didn't go to college at all. I'm going now. Okay. Um, bad decision. Anyways. Um, (laughs) so I learned what my skill set by watching them and I learned by doing community theater and I think that's why it's so important to me. So, so like at what age did you go, God, I love this. Um, I think I always loved it. I really do. Yeah. My very first time performing in front of an audience was at Thomas and Opera House, strangely enough. Oh, in, um, what, in what production? My mother and, and Tom and Trish, uh, they were doing um, a holiday show. And I was four years old and I was sick as a dog. And I remember sitting in the backstage, um, you know, in, in the room backstage at Thomas and Opera House, looking at myself in the mirror and thinking, there's no way I can do this. You know, I, I can't go on. So my mother was supposed to pull me up from the audience. I was sitting with my grandmothers, and uh, she was going to have me sing All I Want for Christmas in My Two Front Teeth. Uh So I was brave, and she pulled me up on stage, and I sung the song, and I remember that I didn't feel bad anymore. I didn't feel sick anymore once I got on the stage. So I don't know if consciously I knew what was happening, but I was like, okay, this is a feeling, this makes me feel good. I like being up here. I like sharing my talent. And so I think that's probably when. Yeah, that's an aha moment. It is. That's the fact that you remember I remember it. I remember what I was wearing, (laughs) of course, (laughs) but I I remember it of my shoes, shoes. of course. Um, That's a joke off, off Off, I was going to say off camera. Joke, off camera joke. Off air joke. Um, but I think that's when it happened. And it just has always been a part of me. So, so, so you, you know, you, you performing in community theater, you're getting, you've been bitten, you know, this is your passion. Mm-hmm. And then what, what prompts you? to head out into the world of auditioning, which is so yeah. daunting, especially, you, you know, and I, I, I don't think this is a bad thing. I'm going to say you, you mentioned you didn't go to college. Yeah. Which so many kids today who, who have careers in theater do. They yes. their their background. So you you have like that spark, that chutzpah, if mm-hmm, you will, mm-hmm. to say, you know what? Yeah. I know I have something. Exactly. Exactly. I just if it wasn't for hairspray being a thing then, I might not have been, you know, so uh, adamant about going there immediately after high school. But because hairspray had just won the Tony yes. the year that I graduated high school. And I knew I was going to play Tracy Turnblad. I, I had to go. 
Yeah. And, um, you know, the the big girl with big hair and, you know, um, the little short big girl was a really hot look. And that was me. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. you you made us all happy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It, it was almost I mean, Hairspray truly, I think, was pivotal because today it's not unusual to see um Actresses who are not perfect size yes. zeros, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, who are curvy and round and sassy, and yes. you know, in a lot of roles. But I yeah. think Hairspray was groundbreaking. It for was, that. it was, and I it made me so proud. Every night when I got on the stage, I was very aware of that. Maybe because I was being called fat on stage eight times a week. I don't know, <laughs> but I was very aware of that. You know, what Marissa did for me, what Marissa Jarrett Winoker did for me when I saw Hairspray was I saw myself and I thought, you know what, there's a place for us. There's a place for people that that don't look like a rockette and you can make a career. And, you know, I did, thank God. But I was very aware of that, um, of carrying that torch, playing Tracy. Wow. It's important. Uh, What, 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 when you found out you got that part? (laughs) Yeah. What? What? How did you react? I threw my phone um, and I <laughs> burst into tears um, and I called my parents. Of course. I mean, the, those yeah. who know Marissa would know that would be yes, the next step. I am very, have a very obsessed relationship with my parents. They're amazing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they, they were the first people I called and um, it was just a phone call of a lifetime. It was wow. pretty cool. Uh, that's very cool. Very yeah. cool. So, so you played the role for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Till it closed. Uh, yeah. Uh, and you worked with some amazing surprise. people. I did. I did. When we got our closing notice, um, Harvey Firestein came back and he played my mom for a while, and um, oh, Jennifer Lewis played Motor. You know, he he has been to the Palace Theater in he? Waterbury. He, he's amazing. We, he's an he's a very amazing person. He is so multi talented. But he came when we had newsies, oh. and uh, he came for the opening night. He yeah. was he was a trip. I have a picture of him and a yeah. video with with him. But yeah, yeah, he is uh, a very generous person. He is one of the most supportive people in the business that I've met. Uh, he really is a great person. That's nice. Yes. That's very nice to hear. Yeah. So then you went on to do. Uh, and I'm, I'm <laughs> sister act. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'm going. No, I know it's not nonsense. It's, not, it's the other nun show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did sister act, and um, that was. I a, saw you uh, in that. I came and I saw you, and you came out and said hi to me after yeah, the show. Yeah, that yeah. was another amazing experience. And it's funny because a lot of actors do it the opposite of what I did. Usually you start in an ensemble and then eventually you lead the show. Um, But I kind of did it backwards and I gotta tell you, as much as I loved playing Tracy, there is nothing like being in an ensemble for me. I loved being a part of it. I loved being in the women's dressing room. I I just love being a part of this elite group of women. Um, So that was... You know what, that is so nice to hear because you think, you know, there's rivalries and jealousies and you know, fragile egos, which I'm sure there are. There are. But, yeah. but at the end of it, you're all supporting, working. It's like playing football, basically. Exactly. You're a team. Yep. And you're trying to get, yes. you know, everybody to look good on the team. Yes. It's amazing because a lot of people feel like actors, you know, maybe not so much stage actors, but the actors have these huge egos. But really, in order to work 
uh, in a successful show, you cannot have an ego because if it's gonna go <laughs> if it's gonna go off effectively, you can't put yourself first. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's a big myth. However, um, you know there are definitely rivalries and stuff like that, but that's not who I am. So nothing I ever am a part of is ever gonna be like that, or else yeah. I will not be a part of it. Good for you, yeah, Marissa. You know, I, I like have that. Standards. You do. You do. You know. So all right. So I I'm just so enthralled to have, be here sitting here and having this conversation with you. I, I love it. Ditto. And I love that a little girl who had a dream, her dream came true. Yes. You know, I think you know, so many people have that dream, but for whatever their circumstances, they don't move yes. to the fulfillment of yes. that dream. So that you did is great. Thank Let's you. talk about now. So you come home yep. and uh, you're. I see you on Facebook. You're, you're an amazing <laughs> young woman. Thank you're you. doing a lot of things. You're yes. a massage therapist yes, licensed. I am. And now you're working in the insurance yes, industry. Yes, I am. I work for an amazing company. I have to just say, uh, Chittenden Insurance Group in Nagasak. I am loving it there. I never thought I would be following in my father's footsteps in this way. <laughs> but I do their um, employee benefits and group medical insurance. And I am I'm in love with the people there. That's They're, great. I mean, well, I can't imagine you. You seem like passionate. Whatever you let into your life <laughs> becomes you're so passionate about. You're such a great cheerleader for Thank whatever you. it is you do. Thanks for recognizing that. I appreciate oh, that. Oh, you are. You Thanks. are. And that's so that's refreshing in anybody, Thank you, you know, to be that kind of uplifting person Thanks. to other people. So Thanks. you're welcome. I don't know if my cast of hairspray would say the same. Well, oh, I'm sure. So let's <laughs> no. talk about that because we have a few minutes okay. left to um, our conversation, but yeah. I do want to focus on your your directing hairspray. Now. Yes, what's that like to go from in front yep. to now? I'm I'm molding this production. Yes, it's been interesting because, of course, as you probably can guess, I'm very passionate about <laughs> this. So, um, the story, you know, as an actor, it's our job to tell the story, whatever story that we're, you know, we're um, trying to tell or have the burden, quote unquote, to tell. And um, it's been, I've been harping on them. Like they are, um, they're amazing because I am the worst. <laughs> I have been harping on them, you know, so hard about telling this story because it's so important mm -hmm. and it is, it's timely. And it's relevant, and um, for some reason, it keeps cycling around in our, you know, in our lifetime. Yeah. Um, the story of, of equality and people who are different, like Tracy, winning yeah. people like me, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so it's been a very emotional. It's, it's the thing. underdog exactly. that, that overcomes, and you know, yes, and is inspired by the people around her. Yes. Um, so you know, it's it's been an incredible experience to see it from the other side, and I think even more. More so, it's important to me yeah. than it was being up there. So yeah. they're so, doing amazing. So it's at um, Landmark Community Theater. It yep. opens next weekend. Yes. Right? Yes. And I heard, like, when I first bumped into you to invite you to be on this morning, um, you said that tickets, you know, you got to okay. get them while, they're, while yes. you can because they're all they're, it's selling flying out outrageous. the door. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Yeah, we have, like, somewhere between, somewhere, like, around 1,500 tickets sold already. Um, so there's oh my a... Am I allowed to share my discount code on WATR? Sure. Okay, so if you would like to um, buy tickets for Hairspray, you can go to the uh, Landmark Community Theater website and use the discount code CORNY, as in Corny <laughs> Collins, oh, C-O-R-N-Y, and come see our show. Oh, 
Well, that's great. Thank you for sharing that with our listeners. Absolutely. And and those of you, I, I, I wish we had more time because I'm I'm curious about your relationship with your leading lady. Yes. Who is C.J. Barber? Okay. She's doing a great job. She's young. You know, she has this huge job to do, and she's really doing a great job. It's hard. Yeah. It's a really hard role. Yeah. Um. So because she's on stage pretty much all the time. All but twelve minutes. Oh wow! 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 So, wow! That's that's amazing. Yeah. And I'm sure everybody else is just as amazing They're in the cast. They're absolutely incredible. I really believe that people will be blown away by this. Really I'm sure do. they will. If you're behind it, Marissa, <laughs> I have no doubt. And I, like I said, I wish I had more time to talk to you. No, but, it's good um, to be here. Thank you so much for being with us this morning thank and you. sharing your yourself. And uh, um, if you're listening, get tickets to Hairspray Opens next weekend for two weekends. We're, we're all the way through Mother's Day, so three weekends. Oh, three weekends. So yes. don't hesitate. Get your tickets. And Marissa, thank you again. Thank you again. All right. Stay tuned. We've got more coming up with another young actor who is now uh, somebody familiar and making his way in this theatrical world. So stay tuned for that. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. Waterbury Palace, your palace, your place. Waterbury Palace your place. Woo, back, back, back. Wow, it's a whirlwind morning, and I am so... This is just a fun, fun show to do, first of all, but I get to um, be with some wonderful people, and now I'm with another wonderful young actor who... I've been watching uh, uh, kind of from the sidelines through his mama, his mama Rose, <laughs> um, watching his career develop. And that is the one and the only Joe Terrell, Joseph Good morning, Terrell. Sherry. Good morning, Joe. As soon as he walked in, I didn't even have to turn around. I heard his voice. I said, that's Joseph. <laughs> right. Some people have a morning voice. I talk like this all the time. So I never get rid of it. Well, Joe, Joe or Joseph, what do you prefer? Joe is good. Joe is good. Okay. You are you are part of the cast of this wonderful production that's been uh, going on for the past uh, two weeks, I guess. There was a break last week. Mm-hmm. so um, This will be our fourth. Our fourth oh, week. Your but we fourth did have a week. Little, uh, okay. one week break last week. Okay. For, oh God, wow. Time goes by. Mm-hmm. Of <laughs> Jesus Christ Superstar that's playing at Seven Angels Theater. Yes. And you're, you're back um, this weekend for the final performances. Mm-hmm. And um, I have just been here and I said, I, I just couldn't get there before. And I said, I have to get there to see this show because everybody is just raving about it and about, and some people, I mean, well, I have a joke. First of all, I want to tell my joke <laughs> okay. before I forget. So as we were trying to set up this interview with Joe, okay, who I asked for, and I, and I said, and if, you know, there's other people um, in the cast, you know, like uh, Jesus or Mary, that would be great, too. So I thought I was going to be sitting here today with Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. <laughs> 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 I had to say my joke. Uh, and then things just didn't work out for uh, on the other cast members. But I really wanted Joe. Well, I really you. wanted you. Happy because to be here. Because, and thank you so much. I know you have a 
show tonight and getting up in the morning is kind of like, you know, <laughs> but but because in those of you who don't know, Joe's mom is the Trish Torello, mm-hmm. um, who uh, everybody knows from many, many wonderful performances locally and um at Seven Angels and other venues, and including the Palace Theater, by the way. Oh, and I forgot to mention when Marissa was here that um, we, she and I, I actually performed on the Palace stage in a production that Marissa was also in, so I'm honored. But, but Joe, you haven't gotten there yet, but we're keeping fingers crossed. I can't talk about that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but Joe, you're, you're performing as Caiaphas, the high priest yes. in Jesus Christ Superstar. And if you know, uh, most people would know the Bible story he wasn't the nicest character correct and was you know felt very threatened by jesus and everyone following him and what he was saying and doing and he was the first one that said uh he should we should kill him so it's it's a very interesting mindset to get in for you know to tell that part of the story sure um but it's uh it's a role I've always wanted to play because the score has been so great. Yeah. So even yeah. though you're the bad guy, you get to sing low and, yeah. Uh, yeah. and get a good song. It's an interesting experience to be the bad guy in a production. I've had that experience. And when you come out for your bow, it, it's the first in- time I smile all night. But, <laughs> it's, it's the but bow. The, the audience's reaction to you is interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you find that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. People almost don't want to clap for yes. you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you know you did a good job. Exactly. <laughs> so, okay. So, Joe, talk about a little bit to our listeners about the things that brought you to this performance. You've been performing since you were out of college professionally. Yes, I um, I did my... You're based f- in New York. Yep. Yep. Did my first show at Seven Angels when I was, I think, 12 with my mother. Okay. Um, with Joyce and, you know, a lot of people locally. And uh, it was No No Nanette and it was directed by Tom Shute. And- so, see, here again, it's, it's exposing a, a young child to something that... You 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 took it right in and mm-hmm. said I love it. Because well, my mother had done so many perform uh, so many productions of Forty Second Street with Tom and uh, and Nefra Sullivan and she had I think the the third time she did it I said to my mother I said I want to dance with her. Oh. So then I started um, tap lessons with Nefra. Okay. And then did No No Nanette. And who, by um, the way, her her uh, dance company has a show at the Palace Theater. Her her mm-hmm. recital. Um, so see, everything's intertwined it's here. <laughs> it is, it's a small circle. <laughs> but it's um, and that was the the first taste of it. And then I did my first professional show at Seven Angels when I was sixteen, the Buddy Holly story, and I got to see what it was like to do this as a profession. Okay. And not just have rehearsal three nights a week, you know, after school, but um, but to do 10 to 6 and see what it's like to do eight shows a week. And, don't you uh, find, I don't know, but I, I love the rehearsal process when you're in a show. It's like play. It's play time. Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's see what works. Let's see yep. what doesn't. Yep. Try this, try that. Yeah. And, um, and I think that's why, that's when casts really start to bond because yeah. you start trusting each other yeah. and following each other and uh, and are thrown into these situations where it brings you very close. Right, right. Very quickly. Right. Now, um, you were also, and we should say, I mean, some people could have, say, oh, I want to do this, but not have talent. Both you and Marissa 
had natural talent. You were born with, you know, voices. For all of us, it was in the blood. Yeah, it was in the. You're right yeah. about that. Growing up, I would, you know, you'd hear "Happy Birthday" in eight part harmony, and I'd say, "But nobody's on melody because everybody's <laughs> singing harmony." That's when you know that, like, it's a very musical family. Yes. Everybody played instruments. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So it was just part of growing up. Music yeah. was just always around. Yeah. And uh, so you, so you nurtured your natural talent. You did go to college a whole year. <laughs> oh, a whole year. Oh, so you are. Oh, we call okay. it my freshman okay. slash okay. senior year. All right. Okay. And then you said, you know what? I got to do this now. Yeah. yeah. It was, um, I, I thought it, I need to go and just, and try it now. And, uh, and I moved to New York, um, in June of 2001 and got my first job, I think three weeks later. Oh. And because of that, I wasn't in the city for the attack. And, um, oh. it was, yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. So that's right when I moved. Wow. And I've been there uh, yeah. 16 years. And this is the first time that I've been back performing at Seven Angels in 20 years. Oh, my <laughs> I don't even goodness. think I was a bass last time I was wow. on that stage. Wow, wow, wow. So, and you, you've been traveling. I know, I remember one of your, I think maybe, not your first job, but I remember a job you got where you were on a, doing cruise work. Mm -hmm. And I know your mom was a wreck about that. You were mm -hmm. all over the place. and. <laughs> But um, well, when I would send emails that, of course, would make her nervous, like when we were going through the Gulf of Aden with all the pirates. Yes, yes, so yes. I didn't help her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice guy, you know. <laughs> but um, but you, you've done a lot of regional theater mm -hmm. um, all over the country, states. right? 48 states. And then that cruise went around the globe. So I've been very lucky to see a lot of things through through what work. a wonderful opportunity, not only not only to pursue something you love and get paid to do it, mm -hmm. which that's, of course, an actor's dream. Mm -hmm. That is the dream. Um, or anybody's dream, you know, to do something you're passionate about. But also the opportunity to travel like you have. Yeah. Now, I know recently you got to play a role that has been on your, you know, uh, playlist uh, your forever, mm -hmm. I guess. Yep. You want to talk a little bit sure. about it? Sure. I always say as a base, you're either a villain or a monster. <laughs> Those are the only <laughs> options. And uh, Never the romantically. Never. Never. <laughs> Got to change that, Joe. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. I'm okay. going to write something. Okay. Um, but I uh, I got to understudy and go on for um, the title role in Sweeney Todd <sighs> down in Maryland. And uh, it's and I, that's the demon barber of Seville, it is. for those yeah. who not, might um, not know. Just cutting off heads. Slitting and throats and throwing them in pies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yum. Fun for the whole family. <laughs> and uh, it was that was a dream role it's that so I've always interesting. wanted to do. Now, tell me why it was a dream role for you. Uh, that music. Um, and they uh, had a video of the Angela Lansbury, George Hearn production. And I used to watch it over and over. And my mother thought, it's weird that you keep watching this movie where <laughs> people are getting their throats slit. Um, but I would watch it over and over and over. And I said, that's, that's the role I want to play. Wow. It's just that, that score, that story. And, uh, and it was it was a dream. And it's a little macabre story. It's, it's interesting it's dark, what it's gets turned comedy. into a Broadway musical, you know. Right. But, um, but it was yeah, I, it was a great experience. And our um, our Sweeney, who is currently on the Phantom of the Opera tour, um, <laughs> he took a hiatus to come do this production because it was a dream role of his. Okay. And I got to um, cover him, and only twice was he was he sick and. Uh, let me go on, and it was uh, it was oh, a great experience. Oh, oh, that's wonderful! I mean, just to you know, do almost what you know, since a young, young, probably teen, that you were, mm -hmm. you know, fascinated to be able to uh, 
now finally play that yeah. role. And, you know, who knows? You may be starring in a production at some point. Never know. You, you know, everybody know. says for a base, the great thing is, is that your career gets better and better as well, you get you older. You know what? I said to your mother, I've said this more than once, um, that, you know, because as a mother, you know, we wring our hands and we want the best for our kids and, you know, we want them to be continuously employed. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I said, you know, I just have this feeling about Joe that his greatest time is coming as he ages. Mm -hmm. he, he's going to be more and more em employed as an actor um, because you have some unique things about you, your voice, certainly, your look, um, that you're, you're going to get more work steadily yeah, you, and, you and and it's and it's borne itself out i can see it happening over the last couple of years in particular yeah there's um, all these roles that you grow into you grow yeah. into sweeney when you're in your 40s and then you get to play the judge in sweeney when you're in your 60s yeah, and so this you yeah. keep sort of moving so up it's almost like roles. and i think and, and and no you know but men i think have an easier time of doing that of their longevity absolutely um so you know i think you have a you have a really um Great long career. To Here's look hoping. To. Yeah, I know. <laughs> let's hope so. So, and what's what's on your? Um, what do you have coming up once you close this weekend in uh, Jesus Christ Superstar at Seven Angels? We close this Sunday, the twenty third, and then uh, three days later, I start rehearsals for. Um, it's a production of The Golden Apple, that will be in Manhattan at uh, City Center. And you've York. done other. Is that the Lincoln Center? No. No, that I had done. You've those done few those ago, yeah. that have been televised because I've seen you on yep. PBS. Yeah, <laughs> we did Carousel and um, Showboat. Yeah, both there on, on PBS, um, which was, uh, you know, an amazing experience. But it's also great to have people all over across the country see something that you did. Oh, um, so that was oh, nice yeah. to share that. Um, now I want to know when I'm going to see you on SVU because that's like an, a New York actors like that's their bread and butter I, I think I'm the only person who hasn't been on Law and Order. So <laughs> Come on, Joe, I'll you're say. slipping here. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, I want to see that because I'm going to say I know him. That's Trisha's son. <laughs> look, look everybody. Right. Yeah. Well, the last TV show that I went in for, I was called in for a um, a white supremacist who sang who sang barbershop. Oh, <laughs> so, that's an interesting combo. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that I get called in for with a bald head and a giant yeah. red beard. Yeah, well, you know what? Whatever gets your work, you know, whatever gets your work. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure I'll be someone in a prison somewhere on, on one episode of Law and Order. So we'll what see. would you say to somebody, you know, who might be listening and has, you know, a son, a daughter, a grandson or daughter and you know they they're interested in in pursuing this type of a career. What what kind of advice would you give somebody? Go into accounting. <laughs> no, you would not. No. Would you really? No, I would say um, it's a very difficult um, line of work, but it is um, it's it's a passion, and if it's your passion and you can't see yourself doing anything else, then you have to do it. Yeah. I could never picture myself doing anything else than what I'm doing. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you sometimes you just have to you have to go after it and and see what happens and leave doors open for other yeah. things. Yeah. Um, I always said if it didn't work out, I wanted to be an EMT. Oh, so I always thought it was always in the back of my mind. And that's interesting. So yeah. you have a, a a passion and a compassion then. Yeah. Side yeah. of uh, it's, your... it's always good to have a backup plan, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say if it's if it's what you have to do, then do it and 
throw yourself into it in all aspects. Make yourself as marketable as you can. Um, work on all aspects of yourself performing, singing, dancing, acting, be able to go into this field, being able to do as much as you can. And, uh, and I think that helps. Right. Knowing how to market yourself and right. knowing what you can do better than anyone else that walks in that audition room and showing um, the people behind the table that you can do that. Right. And hopefully it will lead to more and more work. How did you react after your first audition and you didn't get a part? Oh, rejection. It's uh, it's a huge... I, we always say that for every one yes, it's about 99 no's. Yeah. Um, it's, it's never fun to leave yeah. an audition. Sometimes you leave the room and you say, I know I'm not going to get this job. And other times you leave and, and are convinced, I just, I just booked this job. And then you don't. Uh, uh, that's that's um, a little bit crushing. It's I, terrible. For the moment, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. but you know, especially I, when you're younger. At least when you're older, you realize that sometimes it's an age thing. Sometimes yeah. it's a look thing. Sometimes, right. you know, somebody know somebody and they want to put that person in. Right. Um, I've right. had friends not get parts because they didn't fit the costume. They were yeah. too tall. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of other factors that you have to think of. It's yeah. not just, I'm terrible. I'm not the best, but it's, there's so many different pieces of, of the puzzle. But with maturity, um, you know, when you go to New York or, you know, California, wherever it is, you're starting out and you're 19 or 20, 25 and you know, you don't have that emotional maturity yet. Mm -hmm. Perhaps not everybody, but but then as you mature, you kind of go. This is part and parcel with this. I signed on for this. I know this is a part of it. Yeah. And um, but not everybody, not everybody gets to that point because they can't take that rejection. Right. Especially, I think it's harder for people who have always been the stars when they were, you know, uh, coming up in shows, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden they're in a cattle call where everybody was the star. Exactly. And how come I'm not the star anymore? Right. So. I think, you know, when you're more of a character actor like yourself, mm -hmm. I think you, that's another reason. I think you, you kind of have that balance. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, anyway, just a thought. Well, Joe, I have to take a break and I have to put our last segment on. And I wish, like I said, I wish I had more time to talk. I hope our audience has enjoyed the show today. It had a unique angle to it. And um, for those of you who are listening and you, you've been hearing about Jesus Christ Superstar, Seven Angels. You, you. This is your last chance to get tickets this weekend. Mm -hmm. and one show tonight, two shows tomorrow, and one show on Sunday. A matinee, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, call the Seven Angels box office. I don't know off the top of my head, but you know, just Google it or go onto their website, and you can get tickets. And Joe, I just wish you the best. You have an upcoming audition that I'm keeping fingers mm -hmm. crossed for you. We won't um, talk about it. And maybe, cross maybe we'll be able to tell you a <laughs> scoop later on about that. So, um, have a wonderful show this week, and I am coming to see it tomorrow. I can't wait. Great, finally. enjoy. So, um, thank you so much. Of course, thanks for having me. And we'll be right back with our last segment at the table with Frank coming up. Stay tuned. Palace 10.2, the party of the decade, returns to the Palace Theater on Friday, May 19th. Be there for City Lights, City Nights, a music and culinary cross-country trip featuring food and music from New Orleans, Chicago, Vegas, and Miami. It's six different parties in one location with specialty bars, food stations, and live music. The party kicks off at 5 on the theater's loading dock with craft beers, food trucks, and the Rubber City Blues Band. Then the doors swing open at 6.30. 
6 to New Orleans style food, drinks, and the Chris Coogan Quintet. Check out the Polite Club for Chicago style blues with Danny Dreyer, the cool vibe of the Vegas Lounge with Lee Demo, and special guest Phil Elvis Myrano. Dance the night away on the stage at a hot Miami club featuring perfect timing and cap off the night and sing along with piano man Sean Lewis. Tickets include two drinks and food stations. For Palace 10.2 tickets, go to palisadercct.org or call 203-346-2000. So, another episode, another segment, Frank. Can you believe you've been on the road all year? All year long. All year long. This is another uh, segment of At the Table with Frank. Frank being Frank Tavira, our gregarious and affable CEO of the Palace Theater in Waterloo. You, know, you take me to lunch, I'll come with you anywhere you want to go, <laughs> Sherry. Perfect. Well, this is the fun part of yeah, our job, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So today we're here at the Palace Bar and Grill. Now that's... Coincidental? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to find out. And with us is um, Chef Kyle Kiernan, who has presented us with quite an array of food at the table that we're going to start talking about. But Kyle, let's get started with the name. How, how, where did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> the name um, of the, the, Palace, the restaurant. Palace Bar and Grill. The name of this restaurant. I believe it was... Um, um, it was a, from the, the owner had picked it up, uh, and... Very smart of him, yeah, I might yeah, add. Yeah, yeah, and the, um, I think it had a name from another place from one of his travels, um, from uh, out west, uh, originally. Oh, it was interesting. Yeah, okay. I think it was just kind of, um, coincidental that Palace Theater was... Okay. But we'll, we'll, we'll take the credit for it, and we don't mind the association, because we do get calls all the time mm-hmm. to see whether we are in any way, shape, or form um, you know, related to, or if it's part of our business, and we say no, but just, you know, happy business partners on the so that's great. Right, and and you know we're glad that you came into the um, the membership, the the stable, if you will, of the Entrees and Encores program, um, which is twelve other restaurants in Waterbury. Yep. Yep. And you're you're our actually newest member, so we wanted to give you a chance to uh, talk about what it is you do so well here. Yeah, and I think I think one of the most convenient things is your location. I mean, for us anyway, Absolutely. to know that you're in walking distance to um, the theater, either before the show, after. The the show and you can talk about hours of operation but I think that is a real asset yes. and then the name the association and by the looks of the food that we're going to be enjoying that's not a bad thing either. Right. We, take a lot, yeah, we, we really take a lot of pride in our, our presentation our quality and um, full certain service here and you know what I think is good about um, what I at least what I'm seeing and you know from talking to to you um, before you opened when you had that soft opening is that you you fill a niche of food that other places aren't serving, aren't serving rather, like more, um, I would say, uh, kind of casual yes. burger. You hit, you hit it right on. It's a it's a casual pub food. Pub but, food. That's you it. You know, and I believe that you know simple food can be can be great if it's done right. Absolutely. And you know, just take your time and think about what you're putting on and just and um, it's a fresh product and it really makes it really makes a difference. You know, I mean, anywhere you can get a Reuben, but you know, we try to use the best quality we can find. I use a really nice thick cut marbled rye, um, mm. and it really. Sh- and I think I've been looking at it, and, I, and I'm enjoying right now the um, the buffalo chicken tenders, and these are boneless. Yes. Um, and you mentioned you have the um, the honey barbecue, which your specialty is. 
using yeah, honey. <laughs> Real honey. A lot, of, a lot of places these days use um, maple syrup or sugar to substitute for the cost of honey. I just I don't believe it. I think honey should always, you know, if it's honey hot or honey heat, there should be honey in there. Wow, <laughs> I like that. You know, and speaking of um, heat, or not heat, but these, I'm eating your signature dish right now. You talked about the steak tips. The steak tips. And I just took a bite of these. They are out of this world. Really good. The steak I'm, really, I'm going in. So. The yeah. steak tips are a special cut of tenderloin. Um, they're shaped pretty much like a miniature filet mignon. Oh. Um, they don't sell them anywhere um, at any stop and shops or DJs. Um, but we, have, we order them from our distributor. Uh, but that's the only way pretty much you can get them. Um, and the sauce that's accompanied with it is? Bernays sauce. Bernays sauce. Okay. Mm. I'm trying mm. I have a mouthful, excuse me. <laughs> but yeah, they're very, they really are delicious. Tender. They're marinated um, in a barbecue Cajun marinade. And is that a, the portion that we're seeing, which is a healthy size? Is that your standard that's, portion? or Yes, that, that's our standard portion. And it comes mm. with some healthy greens as an option as well. So Some nice uh, sautéed spinach there. We also, offer, we also offer it over our steak tip salad, mm -hmm. which will be blue cheese crumbles, red onions, and grape tomatoes. And we also do another way. We have a 40-count baked potato, which is a massive baked potato. 40-count? Uh, yes. Which means? Uh, which means uh, for the whole box, there's um, 40 for that was, that means 40. It's, it's a big old potato. Pounds. Yeah. All right. Well, I, he's not kidding because, Frank, we each took like a half, and it's humongous. Yes. <laughs> so, um, and it's it's loaded. It's got bacon and delicious cheddar cheese. Yes. And um, the barbecue pulled pork. And barbecued pulled pork. You don't see, oh, you don't, you don't see that often. You don't anyway. see that often. No. Now mm. you you can mix and match if you say you don't want the pulled pork, or is this your kind of your standard? Absolutely. They can, yep. We mm. we love to. Uh, we'll, that is a great combination. I mean, if you think about it, you would go, hmm, I don't know. A lot of people say, yeah, they the same It thing. is delicious. These stuffed potatoes, what do you call them? We, um, we just, On the menu. Um, they're just our um, uh, potato skins, yeah. Okay. They are really, really good. I love that addition of the pulled pork. The added protein's good, and it's healthy for you, too. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> and I, I served them years ago with, um, with uh, just fried potato wedges. And I just, I said, oh, let's just do it on the potato skin. A lot of people are comfortable. Now, we, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about your burgers. Mm -hmm. Your burgers, you, it's pretty much a signature kind yes. of yes. thing, too. So talk a little bit about that. Um, our burgers are, they are great quality meat, Angus beef, um, more... Um, we use a brioche no, bun, no, no. which is a, a buttered brioche bun, and we season them with Montreal steak seasoning. Except if you get the jalapeno. Excuse me, I'm I'm, I'm trying to decide what to slather yeah. my burger in. There's too many choices here. Yep. You can build a great a bunch of different ways. The great thing about our builder section is it's not just a builder burger like a lot of places. It's really a build your own salad, build your own wrap, build your own uh, obviously the burger. Um, there's there's endless things you can do with the burger so, section. So all options exist. You can do make it your own. It's pretty much build your own plate. Yeah. I love that. And yeah. you know what? You know why I like that. Now today I'm being a little um, naughty eating some of the things but you could come here 
and let's say you eat a certain way, you know, for health reasons or whatever you're trying to, um, you can do that here easily. Where some places you're like clicking on the menu, what can I eat yeah. that is yeah. allowed for me? Yeah. We're this very, is very diverse. I hear that all the time. Mm -hmm. People say, you know, we weren't sure if we were going to find something, but there's a lot of different things right. in the menu. Absolutely. I mean, look I at look it. for that in lunches too, for a lunch menu, because I don't know about you, Frank, but I don't like to eat heavy oh, no. at lunch. No. I really Except don't. Except for today. Except for today. <laughs> but we're just taking little sample bites okay, too. Okay, you say that. Um, but you know, you like to kind of because you want to stay alert and yep. sharp because yep. you have to go back to work. Yes. Those days of three-hour lunches yeah. are gone. And, and the two yeah. martini, uh, the two martini <laughs> lunches are important. Yeah, we so won't this, tell anybody. Yeah. This, this is great. If yeah. you're just tuning in, we're talking to Kyle Kiernan, the head chef at um, the Palace Bar and Grill for our toys and encores, and at the table with, with Frank. Frank. Now, t tell me your hours of operation. What, what do you find? Like um, most, I think uh, when the when the staff people mentioned you do karaoke. What, what interesting nights? Anything we'll special? Be, so, uh, well, seven days a week. We, um, oh. Yep. Until one o'clock uh, Monday through Monday through um, Thursday, okay. Monday wow. through Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday we're open. Uh, Friday and Saturday we're open until two o'clock. So you open.